0: Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live.
1: And welcome to the five o'clock hour of Bob Bernie Live on this uh, Monday afternoon. Snow is slowly melting. We may get up to 60 uh, later in the week. I can handle that in February. Yeah, I uh, I can. My telephone number, 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. I try my best to keep you informed of legislation, either here in the state of Ohio or federally in Washington, D.C., that is either really good which doesn't happen very often, or which is really bad, which sadly happens all the time. Well, this time, it is an attempt to alert you to a piece of legislation that is really, really bad. The bill is called Preventing Private Military Act of 2024. Well, Bob, what's wrong with that? We don't need private military. Yeah, you know. yeah, well, as I've said so often, if the liberal left has legislation, don't ever believe the name of the legislation, the Preventing Private Military Act of 2024. It is being sponsored by Senator Edward Markey, Democrat from Massachusetts, and co-sponsored by Senator LaFonza Butler, Democrat from California. The text of the bill prohibits, quote, acting as part of or on behalf of a private paramilitary organization and armed with a firearm, explosive, or incendiary device or other dangerous weapon. It also prohibits large capacity ammunition feeding devices, um, which means anything that has more than 10 rounds, um, which would um, eliminate a lot of clips for uh, uh, handguns, for pistols, and, and so forth. Now, what is dangerous about this piece of legislation? It could and probably would be interpreted to prevent a private security team in a local church. And by the way, almost all churches have a security team. And many of them are armed. And I'm all for it. Um... Some churches at on a given Sunday may have 10 or 15 armed individuals in the service, and they have a security plan that they've worked out, and they're there just to prevent something from happening. Uh, some of you may remember, uh, what, what, two years ago? I believe it was in i started to say texas i i'm not sure but a um an individual uh walked in uh walked down to the front pew stood up and began firing um, part of the church security team from the back of the auditorium took one shot and uh took out the shooter and saved many many lives Anyway, it says it's the Preventing Private Military Act of 2024. But the way it is written, it could very well be interpreted by certain courts and certain judges as an armed security team as small as one or two individuals in a local church. It would make it illegal because under the definition of private military militia or whatever it can be a very very small group the text of the bill prohibits acting as part of or on behalf of a private paramilitary organization armed with a firearm explosive incendiary device or so forth, and so forth so if a liberal judge got his or her hands on this legislation they could interpret a church's three member security team well let's say let's say a church has a four member security team but it's a small church and on any given sunday only one individual is on security and is packing a weapon only one But the team is made up of four individuals. Well, that's a paramilitary organization armed with firearms. Well, but they're not all there on duty. They're not all providing security. And it would certainly prohibit the hiring of armed security. Now, Joel Osteen's church this transgender individual who dragged her seven-year-old son into the church and opened fire. Now, that's a huge church. If that woman had not come face-to-face with two off-duty police officers who were hired by the church in an off-duty responsibility, they were hired by Joel Osteen's church to provide Security. The woman opened fire. The two off duty police officers opened fire on her. Sadly, the child was struck. We don't know yet, we still don't know who actually uh, was responsible for shooting the child. But the woman was immediately. Neutralized. And instead of the potential of dozens of people being shot, dozens of people being killed, one gentleman in the church was shot in the leg with a non life threatening wound because they had armed security. Um, The way the legislation is worded, someone in law enforcement who looked at it said, quote, If an active shooting situation took place and the shooter was killed or injured by the church security team, the proposed law would make members of the church security team subject to criminal penalties that range from five years to life in prison. The bill says in the case of a violation that results in bodily injury, the person shall be fined, imprisoned for not more than five years or both, or death. The person shall be fined under this title and imprisoned for any term of years or for life. Dangerous, dangerous legislation. Again, the unintended consequences of the liberal left. Uh, It is not too early at all to call your senator and beg them to not support the Preventing Private Military Act of 2024. Dangerous legislation.
0: That makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live.
1: It seems like the whole world is demanding that Israel stop firing, issue a ceasefire, make peace with Hamas. I mean the whole world. Isn't it fascinating that nobody is demanding that Hamas stop firing missiles and weapons. Do you not find that fascinating? It's all Israel. And of course, as we know, Israel didn't start this. October 7th, a massacre of innocent civilians. Babies beheaded. Yes, we know that is true now. Women raped, dragged through the streets, and some women beheaded after they had been raped and drugged through the streets. Families, children dragged out of their homes and executed. Mothers and fathers executed in front of their children. Yes, that's Hamas. And Israel said, Never again. We're not going to put up with this anymore. If you follow this, time after time after time after time, Hamas fires a whole bunch of rockets from the Gaza Strip, or Hezbollah from Lebanon. They fire a few hundred or a thousand missiles aimed at civilians. Israel retaliates. The world says, "Why are you firing on you know cease fire, cease fire And so Israel negotiates a ceasefire with Hamas or Hezbollah. in a matter of months. The truce, the peace agreement is violated, not by Israel. Now listen, Israel is not perfect, but I don't know of a single time. That Israel has violated a peace accord. Not once. It's always Hamas or Hezbollah. Always. And then Israel retaliates. And the world calls Israel a bunch of barbarians because they're defending their people and they retaliate against attacks. And so this time, Israel said, We're done, we're finished. We're going to destroy Hamas. They have publicly said they want to destroy us, and we cannot live peacefully with them, so we are going to destroy them, and we will not stop until Hamas has been destroyed. That was their purpose from day one. They haven't tried to fool anybody. And... uh it seemed like the entire world, I started to say, other than the, the United States, but exactly what I predicted has happened. And again, my predictions are not always right, but sometimes they are. I told you uh, probably a week after October 7th, I told you, you watch, Biden is slowly going to turn his back on Israel. You watch. You watch. He's going to cave in to the demands of the United Nations. He's going to cave in to the liberal Democrats. He's going to cave in to the anti-Semites in Congress. And slowly, he is going to turn against Israel. And that's exactly what has happened. Which brings me to this headline today. Israel issues ultimatum to Hamas. Release hostages or suffer the consequences. For weeks, Israel has been trying to negotiate a ceasefire and an exchange for prisoners for hostages. Israel has disproportionately released far more prisoners that they have in Israeli prisons and jails than the hostages that have been released by Hamas. It has been terribly disproportionate, which is the way it has always been. Israel has bent over backwards. They've given up land. They've had prisoner swaps and so on and so forth. And they have tried and tried and tried to say to Hamas and the Palestinians— We just want to be left alone. We just want to live in peace. That's all we want. And the Palestinians and Hamas have said, We don't want peace. We want Jews killed. We want Israel destroyed. Well, evidently, the leadership of Israel has basically said, We've had enough. You either release the hostages or you're going to pay an even greater price than you have. Have. Benny Gantz, a member of Israel's war cabinet, said this yesterday. The world must know, and Hamas leaders must know, if by Ramadan our hostages are not home, the fighting will continue everywhere to include the Rafah area. Rafah is all the way down in the south by Egypt. We will do so in a coordinated manner, facilitating the evacuation of civilians and dialogue with our American and Egyptian partners to minimize civilian casualties. To those saying the price of an offensive is too high, I say this very clearly. Hamas has a choice. They can surrender, release the hostages, and the citizens of Gaza will be able to celebrate the Holy holiday of Ramadan. Israel has issued an ultimatum. Release our hostages or you're going to pay a horrible price. Israel does not bluff. They don't bluff like America has done on many occasions. They do exactly what they say. Will Hamas release the hostages? That would be wonderful. I doubt it. Because Hamas wants as many innocent civilians to die as possible. Not just on the Jewish side. On their own side. Because remember, radical Islam believes if you die a martyr, you go straight to heaven. So Hamas, in their warped, radical religious beliefs, honestly believes that if they cause civilians to die, whether at their own hands or the hands of the Jews, they're doing all of those people a favor. They do not embrace life. They embrace death.